Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor gives you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Science. That's my actual job title and last name, which is part of the reason why the mathematical model that I've built to predict various sports outcomes is affectionately known as Sideline. Know more about the model during the course of this episode, set to cover the 11 best college basketball games scheduled to be played on Saturday, February 18th, 2023. In case you're near, check out the webpage on the banner. It's www.pictotheprofessor.com slash new for some explanations and community rules. See the Google Sheet linked in the show description for sidelines projections on every single game. Remember, this show covers picks on the best games for the best picks on all games. Sign up on Patreon or Blackbox Sports. There are different packages and price ranges based on your needs. Remember that sports are unpredictable, so discussion on this show is projecting a typical game and not trying to forecast it to a T, as that would be a foolish and impossible goal. We'll take a long-term view around here and don't get distracted when a team either can't hit or can't miss from three, as those things balance out in the long run but are hard to foresee before they happen. In other words, please understand that good and bad variants will occur, so as much as I'd like to see will be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler uh great saturday slate here uh over 140 ish games i believe friday games haven't happened yet so i don't know how that has gone as usual um profited on every day this week monday tuesday wednesday and thursday games so it's been a lot of fun so far hopefully we can keep that going here into the uh friday and saturday slate obviously less happening on friday but a ton here on saturday um one last thing i want to mention here before I get to the last of my spiel and we, we get to the games. Uh, remember to shop around for good prices. Have multiple sports books out there um, to try to get better prices. You, you don't need 10. If you have 10, that's cool. But at some point, there's a diminished return on that investment. But but at least try to make sure you have you know three or four different outlets uh, to shop around and get better numbers. We saw it on Thursday. As I'm recording this here, again, Friday afternoon, we're talking about Thursday games. Uh, multiple games uh, that were A-grade picks in the model uh, fell within a point of what the spread was. And so, you know, eight times out of 10, nine times out of 10, that number doesn't matter. But when it does, it does. And, and you know, it doesn't take much to get you, you know, if you're, if you're at 48, 49, 50%, doesn't take much to get you on the right set of 50%, you know, which is at least, you know, where you're not losing a ton of money and college basketball is really hard. And a lot of, a lot of you may be in that, but that's okay. You know, if, if, if we're just trying to get you a little bit of boost from 48% to 51, 52 and, and close to break even, that's, Nothing wrong with that. You know, if you're entertaining for free, that's good, right? Um, or, or if you're at 51, 52, shopping around, that might just get you to 53 and slowly making money instead of losing it. So, I mean, it, 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 it can help. It can help. All right. So make sure you shop around. There's some sign up links in the show description for some sports books to add to your repertoire. I always recommend even domestic players have offshore sports books, especially come baseball season, because they can offer better prices. They don't pay as much for customer acquisition. Um, but whether it's those or other ones, just make sure you have books shop around. We saw it mattering a lot. It seemed like on Thursday, who knows if it will on Friday or Saturday here, but with all the games, it, it may not matter on the ones you bet on, but it will matter. So just something to keep in the back of your mind. If you hadn't already been thinking about that. Otherwise, before we get to the show, some reminders, please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free. And if you turn on notifications, don't miss any of the college basketball, MLB, or college football content that this channel provides. I already mentioned Patreon, but check it out if you haven't yet. There are a lot of great benefits over there above and beyond what happens here. For $3 a month, you get the play of the day. For another $2 a month, you get all of the model picks and access to the Discord chat. A great group of people over there in the Discord we'll talk about all the games that we don't cover on show. We talk about other sports. People are giving out what they like. 
you know, asking people's opinions, not just me and cousin Jared and Jake, but, but other people as well. So it's a great community over there. Like I said, I always think that's worth your price admission just to check out that discord and interact with, with the great group of people we have over there. You can also get ad free shows. You can get immediate access to picks, early access to picks and projections, all sorts of fun stuff over there. www.patreon.com slash picks with the professor, get you more details. But even if you're not there, still thrilled to have you here. Let's get to it. But as always take what you like, leave the rest. Start off two noon Eastern games. First one, Illinois at Indiana. I'm going to lay the four and a half with Indiana. Sideline says Indiana minus 4.3. So the model thinks this is priced pretty well. Illinois been, been a little up and down. We kind of been backing them and then faded them uh, in their most recent game. And that paid off for us. Faded in the end of last game that paid off for us too. Although barely with Northwestern just hanging on. I just say I was really impressed with Indiana, the, the comeback effort that they had after falling behind so much early. I really like what I've seen in this Indiana team. When we talked about it earlier in the week, our biggest concern with them was depth, and and that at least is – it does at least seem like the, the, the one-game sideline there <laughs> was just for the precautionary reasons, and it wasn't more as uh, they get a little healthier this week, it, it appears. I like them at home. Um, it's not so much – Indian at home or Illinois on the road. It's just almost all we talk about all the time, right? I, if, if you're trying to overblow this team plays better home or this team plays better on the road, all that stuff falls apart pretty quickly, right? For, for what well, we talk about Rutgers, right? And we've seen the Rutgers now have some, some eggs at home. There's no like one team does magically better at home or the road in the long run. We may see stretches where that's true in general, all teams do, but in these bigger conferences, they all play a lot better at home and a lot better, a lot worse on the road. The, the atmospheres are tough, right? The, the travel's tough for, for some of these teams. Um, so it's not about these two teams as much as in a lot of these Big Ten games. I, the home team gets a big edge, and, and I think that holds true here for Indiana, just like it does for a lot of teams. I just I, I don't want to make it out like it's just them. Tough place to play, uh, tough game, tough road environment there for Illinois. I think these two teams are pretty similar. I think. I think I give the slight edge to Indiana here. And again, I like him at home. I just don't want to go against him unless I'm getting a big number and I'm not getting a big number here. So I'm going to lay the four and a half with Indiana rather lay four. Um, I'd lay five, five and a half. I feel like really is a passive. If it starts to get up to six, that's where maybe you start saying it's enough points where you flip the other side, take it on the way. But at four and a half, I think the Hoosiers are the side that I'd rather be on. Uh, again, I, I just, I like what I've seen from them as of late. And like I said, that, that attempted comeback against Northwestern was pretty impressive. So I'm going to lay the four and a half of them. Total in this one's 146. The model says 143. And it's actually been slightly overestimating these two teams. So if I was going to play a total, I would probably look under. There's going to be a lot of pace and, and decent offenses here for sure. But the defenses aren't bad either. The, the you know Both these offenses are good. Both these defenses are good. And so um, while there will be some pace, I think we're going to be more in the low 140s. I think 146 is a little bit too high. Not a total I love, but it is the direction I would lean. If you're already thinking about the under in this game, I definitely endorse that. I think the number is too high really to go over. So maybe I'll talk you out of that one. Also at noon Eastern, Texas Tech at West Virginia. I'm going to grab the six and a half points with the Red Raiders. Really like what I've seen from them. We've been talking about them finally having a pulse, finally getting some of those wins that they needed in order to try to make the tournament. Um, I, I mean, it's, it's on the table for them now. they got to keep winning. This is going to be a tough one. West Virginia is a really tough place to play. I think six and a half is too much, though. And the model says six and a half, too. But I don't, I don't really buy it. I, I think that, you know, West Virginia might be better than Tech, but but if so, it's it's barely. It's not by much. And and even if we wanted to give four points for home court in here, which is probably about the highest we should go, really. But I, I can see four. It's a tough, it's really tough to play in Morgantown. The travel's really difficult. It's a long road. You're getting out of Lubbock in general. I mean, you're you're, you're basically in another country on the other side of Texas there, and you're going to the East Coast, right? More or less. So 
it's a really tough trip. Absolutely. Morgantown's going to, you know, always tough place to play, but, but it's a noon tip. So it's not like it's end of the day, which would be a, a tougher home crowd. And, and, and I just, I just can't get West Virginia. I can't even if you give them four points for home court. Like I was saying, I can't say that they're two and a half points better than tech, not the tech we've seen today. Now overall in the full season. Sure. But West Virginia has been pretty solid all season. Nothing great. Nothing too terrible. You know, just kind of a, a decent team, a good team, not a great team. It really gets lost in the shuffle and how good the Big 12 is. But take the way they've been playing lately, I feel like it's probably about as good as West Virginia. Reasonably, I think this should be more in the four to five range. I think we're getting some good value here, getting six and a half points with the Red Raiders. So I like grabbing the points here. I don't know who wins. I don't know if Tech can pull it off. They've been playing a lot better as of late. I think they can hang around. And if they can hang around, then that should get us to cover, assuming we're off some terrible late game foul luck. Uh, but I think six and a half is a good value here on the Red Raiders total is 144 and a half models is 143 and a half, but it's slightly been underestimating these two teams with points. So uh, I think this is a pretty good total at 144 and a half. So it's a pass either way for me. No, no direction one way or the other. 1 PM Eastern Tennessee at Kentucky, Tennessee, uh, a team we, you know, kind of were talking about, you know, we were nailed the under again with them again, the gift that keeps on giving as, as I've been talking about. Um, I would say go under again. Let me just start. That. I want to bury the lead. I would say going there. It's not the official pick. I'm only making official picks here on the on the on the sides. Um, but 133 seems too high. Models is 131, and other than like that one game, I think the Tennessee unders have just been not even close. And I, I would say the same thing. And the reason why is the same reason I've been given. So if you've been watching, you already know what I'm about to say here, which is Tennessee's offense might not show up, and their defense might show up. And a lot of times both happen. <laughs> and if both happen, you're not even going to, you know, sniff this number. I think 133 too high. So I'm going to go over, but I love Tennessee here laying two and a half. It's an A grade play according to the model, which says that this should be Tennessee minus 4.7. And neither one of these teams has looked great overall, really as of late. Kentucky, we kind of thought had figured it out and ugh, it's not been the case, you know, in reality. Um, they played Tennessee pretty well first game. Absolutely. Um, now they're coming home, but I, this, I just don't like what I've seen from Kentucky here as of late. They had that little stretch where they look good, but as of late, it feels like the, the wheels have really come back off again. And Tennessee was a team who had who looked like the wheels were coming off, but played fantastic in their last game out. So maybe that kind of got them going back the right direction. And, and this would be kind of the, 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 the solidifier to that. You know, they're still eyeing a number one seed. I don't know if they're going to be able to get it. Obviously, they're probably going to need to be Bama in the SEC Conference Championship uh, tournament wherever they would meet it, where semifinals or, or title game, whichever one. Um, you know, in order to do that, but I mean, they're still eyeing that one seed, not a two seed, uh, rivalry game after what happened the first game, Tennessee really wants this one, obviously. And I and Kentucky needs it too. So, but both teams are going to have plenty of motivation. It's just, I think Tennessee's just a much better team. And there was maybe a couple of weeks ago where you said Kentucky was going the right direction and Tennessee looked clueless. And I could see, hey, Kentucky probably wins this game, but um, we'd have to see really a reversal of fortune again um, from what we've seen here this last week for that to be the case. So I'm going to back Tennessee here. I think they can go on the road and get the job done. I like laying a short number like two and a half. Two is obviously a lot better, but I don't want to get too greedy here. It's one where I think we're overthinking it if we're worried about two. I think really two and a half or three is a fantastic price model. Still gives it an A grade at three, and I think laying three is perfectly fine too here. Um, I think this is a three or point or higher win. Love Tennessee here. I, I just think they're so much better than Kentucky. Um, I think they can go on the road and win uh, this one. Um, also here in the early afternoon time slot, 2 p.m. Eastern, Oklahoma State at TCU. Still assuming no Miles and Lamkin for TCU didn't see him last time out. I'm recording this early in the process. Uh, 
you know, by the time you watch this, you may know more, um, whether it's here Friday late afternoon or, or night or, or into Saturday morning. I, I expect what we've been hearing as of late is like one of those guys is out and the other one's a game time decision. That's what we've been hearing, you know, 12 hours before tip or something like that. So maybe tonight uh, or maybe if you're watching the Saturday morning, maybe morning you're hearing something like that. Um, maybe one of these guys goes, but I mean, same thing I've been talking about. I don't want to be a broken record here. If you've heard this, but I don't expect both the guys to play. Maybe one, whoever plays, I don't expect to be a hundred percent. Miles has been out for so long now. That first game back, I'm not really expecting a ton from him. That second game back, probably a little bit different of a story, but he's, he's been out so much. It's going to be a big problem. Lampkin came back and looked terrible um, for the few minutes that he played being an ankle, you know, it, it's a tough thing to come back from. I just, I, I don't see it going well for TCU. If those guys aren't playing slash aren't hundred percent, which I don't expect if they are, it's a different story. If they, if they are, I think TCU can run away with this game, but Oklahoma state's still playing pretty well. Um, I faded them correctly against Kansas. I still think that without Avery Anderson, you know, they, they still are the same team, but I think it's just a very different story playing Kansas um, than a than a TCU team that has just been a profitable machine to fade as they've not been at full strength. I said it a lot here. Full strength TCU, really, really good. Not full strength TCU, not very good at all. So even though it's a road game, I think Oklahoma State's got a really good chance to win this one. I think maybe sprinkle a little bit on the money line. I think getting four points is a gift. Model only says 3.7, but as I mentioned before, the model's kind of hedging and, and talking about thinking about the scenario where – uh, you know, Miles or and or Lampkin are back and or 100%. I just I just don't see that happening. I'm going to continue to do what we've been doing, which they've been supposedly going to come back for weeks now. And every single time I said, I'm not expecting, let's fade them, win. I'm not expecting, let's fade them, win. Not expecting, let's fade it, win. It's not going to work at some point. You know, maybe this is the game, but <laughs> it's been so good to us. I just don't see why we stop until we see real evidence of those guys being back on the court. And again, around 100%. Then it's a different story. Until then, I'm just going to continue to fake TCU. I don't know why we're getting four points here. Like I said, I think OSU's got a real good chance to win. I would definitely be sprinkling some on that money line. Total is 136.5. Models is 134.5, but it's been really underestimating, especially Oklahoma State. And again, as I mentioned with the injuries of TCU, it's, it's just not a total that I think... It, TCU totals, I just don't think are really worth messing with. Um, and Oklahoma State's offense has really picked it up, um, you know, as of late, scoring more than expected and and defense is becoming one of the better units in the big 12. So um, Oklahoma state really trying to uh, really put themselves solidly in the tournament. I think they got a good chance to win um, total. Don't think it's worth messing with, but I do like getting the four points with them. Also in the big 12, Iowa state at Kansas state back to Kansas state um, at Oklahoma here earlier in the week. And that did not work for us. I really, had higher hopes for this Kansas State team. They looked really good for a while. They've really been struggling. And I, I thought that was a chance for them to, to turn it around and get it right. And, and that didn't turn out. They they are continuing to falter. They're back home. They have a really tough tough place to play there in the Octagon of Doom. Uh, I, you know, Solar State really. Tough environment. Tough place to play. That said, I, I just think Iowa State's the much better team. I they Iowa State's been good to us most of the season. Um, they have had their struggles at times, you never know when they're just going to go completely cold from three. Um, but their defense still rates out as the best unit in the Big 12. That's saying a lot. I think with the way Kansas State's offense has looked as of late, I think Iowa State's offense is probably on par with Kansas State's. I think their defense is a lot better. 
that makes this more of a toss-up game, in my opinion. I think we're getting a gift with three points. I think the same thing here about Oklahoma State. I think put a little bit on the money line here. I think Iowa State's got a good chance to go on the road and win. Don't know if they can pull it off. Maybe split your wager a little bit here because this could be a really tight contest. I think it should be a good game. I just can't back Kansas State with the way they looked right now. Getting three points with Iowa State, this feels like a who-the-heck-knows type thing. So I guess that's really my, my, my too-long-don't-read version is Better team on the road. Don't know what's going to happen. Give me three points or plus odds because this should be a good game and I don't know what's going to happen. I'm optimistic at some point kids take a turn around because they're a lot of fun when, they, when they're when playing well. I haven't seen it in a while, so maybe this is the get-right game, but you know, Iowa State's defense is so good, even though it's at home, it's not going to be easy to score on that defense. So um, I'm going to grab the three with the Cyclones. Total 133.5. Sidelines is 133.4. So it's a pass on the total uh, for me. Last one of the Big 12 here, Baylor at Kansas, 4 p.m. Eastern. I mentioned this on show with Kansas. I said, hey, whatever happens at Kansas here, I'm going to go the other direction. They're either going to win on the road, people are going to overreact, and it's going to be too big of a number against Baylor, or they're going to lose, and people are going to say the sky is falling, and we're going to get value on Kansas. Well, they won, so we're going to fade Kansas. It, it, it's, I, I kind of saw this coming. It, it's not that simple, but it kind of is, because uh, this number I think is too big. Model says 3.6. I'd put it at about 3. 3 is my number where I kind of say I, you could – Honestly, at minus three, you could kind of talk me into either side. I could kind of say Kansas is, is at home, um, really tough place to play, and I, I could see laying three with Kansas. I could see taking three with Baylor. I, that's the one where I'm kind of wishy-washy at three, but four and a half, fantastic value on Baylor, in my opinion. Same thing as the last three. I think they got a chance to win. I, I don't really – it seems unlikely, right, that you know I'm taking four road teams in the Big 12. It seems unlikely that all four win, but, I mean, two of them got a real – you know, I think two of them could easily win, maybe three. I, I, I think we're really in this – set up with the big 12 where a lot of these teams are good and who knows what's going to happen. So just take points because they're going to be close games or take plus odds on the money line. And, and, and I hope you go two and two, if you go two and two with a bunch of games at like plus plus one thirty, you've made money right there. Right. And that's the goal. So, um, it not a thing where I'd like, you know, money line parlay all four road teams. I mean, maybe that works. I don't know. I, I seems unlikely, but I just think there's some value in some of these road teams in the big 12 again, bottom line, I I'm not convinced that Kansas is the better team here. I think you could really make an argument that Baylor's a better team. I think you make the argument that they're pretty equal, but I really like, I've been talking about the big man coming back for Baylor, really changing that lineup up, giving them a presence, a defensive presence. Uh, I, I, I think there's really a good case to be made that Baylor's actually the better team here. And even if you give, Kansas at three and a half points for home court. Maybe if you gave him four, like I said, I still think Kansas minus three is the right answer because then I would say that Baylor, I think is about a half point to a full point better uh, than this Jayhawks team. Kansas minus four and a half implies that Kansas is the better team here. And I'm just not seeing it. Not with, not with the way these teams, not with the way Baylor looks right now, early in the season. Sure. Baylor looked pretty lost as a Baylor fan. I was very concerned about them, faded them a lot, but I really like what we've seen from this Baylor team. Like they've been rocking and rolling. And I don't think it's a fluke. I think this team is the real deal. I think they're peaking at, Maybe it's slightly too early, but in general, at least the right time. Better to peak now in mid-February and, and hopefully you can carry this into March than, than to do it in December, right? So, I mean, they're, they're playing some great basketball right now. I think they got a chance to go on the road and win. If nothing else, hang around, be a close contest. Maybe fouls, take it over four and a half, right? There's no locks in gambling. Um, but I just think that Baylor plus four and a half offers really good value. Total is 148. Models is 148.3. Been underestimating the number of points for Kansas. They've been a little bit more higher scoring than lately, but overestimating Baylor. Baylor's offense right now ranks as one of the most efficient in the country. Uh, their defense, though, has been playing really well. Again, having that big man down down low as a presence there, 
has helped their defense get a lot better too. So uh, 148, probably, I, I, I wouldn't play the under uh, for sure in this one. If I was going to do something, I'd play the over. I just, 148 is probably just a little too high for me to really like. Mid 140s, if it gets down to about 145 or so, I think that's where I start thinking about the over. I just, 148, just a little too high for me. But like I said, I sure wouldn't play the under given how good Baylor's offense is and that Kansas has been just playing in, in more shootout type games than anything else. We we'll talk some ACC here, 5 p.m. Eastern, Pittsburgh at Virginia Tech. I'm going to grab the four and a half points here with another road team in Pitt. Sideline says this should be Virginia Tech minus 3.7. Uh, bottom line here, the model has been overestimating Virginia Tech as of late. They just not played great relative expectations the last month, but underestimating Pittsburgh this last month. So when I consider that and I say the model says Virginia Tech minus 3.7, but knowing where the model has aired realistically, I kind of mentally dropped that to about three in my head. So if this should be Vatek minus three, which could kind of align with my general thoughts that I couldn't tell you which team's better. Like Pittsburgh's got the better record, but Virginia Tech's played a really tough schedule. So, I mean, I have no idea. Flip a coin on which team's better. Well, at that point, give me four and a half with the road team because it's tough to win on the road, but that doesn't mean you can't keep it close. And I, I just, I don't know who wins. I don't know how it plays out. I just think four and a half or plus odds makes a lot of sense. So should be a good close game. And neither one of these teams really solidly in the tournament at this point. You know, both of them are really um, outside the bubble looking in, really needing to pick it up here to try to make the tournament. Um, I, I don't I, – it's one of those it's, – it's not one of those loser leaves town type things where the loser's for sure not making it. But whoever loses this game is going to be in real tough shape, especially if it's Pittsburgh um, in getting into the tournament. But, you know, winner at least has got another – decent win to put on the resume and, and try to keep that rolling and, and make it. So, you know, some tournament dreams kind of hanging in the balance here. So both teams are definitely going to want this game. I just think I couldn't tell you who's better. So give me four and a half with Pitt on the road. Totals 143 and a half models is 144.9 and Virginia tech has been flying over totals as of late. So I would be looking at the over in this one because the model would lean over. And I think 143 and a half might be a little bit too low with the way Virginia tech has been playing. Feels like a game that, you know, should be more in the mid to upper 140s, maybe even 150s. Um, both teams played about the same pace, so there's not like one team's going to try to slow the other one down. Both these offenses are pretty good. So I expect a lot of points here. So this is definitely one of my um, stronger overplays, I think, of the day, just given how Virginia Tech's been playing. I'm not sure the, the number has caught up yet. Another ACC game here, 6 p.m. Eastern, Duke at Syracuse. I'm going to take the point with Syracuse, and, and I'm going to say something that, you know, might be a little bit controversial here. I'm, are we sure that Duke is good? And, and I, I mean, yeah, like they got some talent for sure. But I mean, when you look at this Duke team, you know, they, they played Kansas well early in the season. And that was a weird game with neither team really being at full strength. Of course, Duke had been at full strength all season, really, it seems like, with all the injuries. So maybe that's part of the problem, right? Maybe that's kind of what I'm saying. But, you know, Kansas wasn't at full strength that game. Um, you know, they got smoked by Purdue, which I guess is whatever. Purdue's a really good team. And they, they beat Xavier, and that was that was good. But, I mean, they had that Ohio State win, which I think we all thought more of at the time. And now when you see Ohio State done, you completely throw that out the window. They beat Iowa, you know, at, at home. But, I mean – or sorry at Madison Square Garden, but that was a game where Iowa just didn't shoot from three at all. And that's where we've seen that at home, they can shoot from three. And when they leave home, they, they don't. So I, mean, I don't know if that means anything. They beat Florida state, but like that looks just less and less impressive every day. It seems like, I mean, they, they lost by double digits at wake. They lost by 24 at NC state. I mean, they, you know, they beat Boston college by one on the road. I, I mean, they lost to Clemson. I, I mean, they beat Miami at home, but only by two. And so that, 
tells you, right, if you, if you give Duke three and a half, four points, whatever, for home court, Miami was actually the better team that game. They, they, they lost the game of Virginia Tech when Virginia Tech was like 0-7 in conference. And, and yeah, there was a controversy at the end of that game. But, I mean, Virginia Tech's not a great team. Like I just mentioned, they're not even going to make the tournament right now. And, and they were neck and neck in that one. They, they barely beat Wake Forest at home in that rematch. I mean, uh, they beat North Carolina, but I'm not – North Carolina just, you know, hot and cold from three. They got slaughtered at Miami. Uh, they, they lost it when they were in that Virginia game. Obviously they went to OT and probably should have won that one. But, and that was the, probably the most impressive performance I could say from Duke is that Virginia game, which they, they should have won, but they didn't. Uh, they barely beat Notre Dame at home. I, I just, uh, it's a long winded way of saying, I'm just not sure this Duke team is that good. Right. And, and maybe they can get healthy at some point and, and put it all together. But if the only, I mean, the only really impressive thing they've done in conference all season was they probably should have won at Virginia, but they didn't as one game um, Syracuse obviously isn't great, but it's a tough place to play at Syracuse. And just, it feels like what I've seen of this Duke team that they would, you know, they could beat Syracuse by, by four at home and they lose by two on the road. It just seem, kind of seems like what this Duke team is. They just don't seem that good. So I don't know. I could be crazy. Um, I'm sorry if you're a Duke fan. I, I just, I'm not sold on this team being that good. I just don't see a lot of evidence of it. And I think all the things that we thought were good, maybe in hindsight, don't look as good. Um, I'm going to take Syracuse. Uh, give me Syracuse plus one, whatever, you know, even money-ish on the, on the money line. I think Syracuse can win. They, they finally got over the hump, won them a, uh, you know, an important conference game. They need a lot more help to get into the tournament. Um, so that's not like they're right on the doorstep of that, but this will go a long way in getting them there just because of nothing else, the name of Duke being impressive. Um, but I mean, they've, they've been playing better as of late than the models expected. Models is a coin toss game. I think Syrac Syracuse got a really chance to win. So I'm going to back Syracuse in this one, mainly just saying, I still think Duke's a little bit overvalued. I, I don't see it in them yet. Um, they're 10 and 15 against the number. And, you know, it feels like it could even be worse. <laughs> so I'm going to, I'm just going to fade Duke at this point. And that means backing Syracuse. Uh, total is 138. Models is 138.8. Pretty well priced. Not a total I think is worth investing in. There's not going to be a ton of pace in this one. Duke's got a pretty good defense, but the offense is okay. I think around that 140 number seems about right. So not really worth messing with. Also, 6 p.m. Eastern, Texas A&M at Missouri. I'm going to lay the point with Texas A&M. Um, Models is coin toss game. I really like what I've seen from a though. It was a great comeback here earlier in the week. Here's the thing about Missouri is if you're going to say that they are a really tough team at home, I think the only real evidence you have on that is that Iowa State game where Missouri just couldn't miss from three. And Missouri's got a great offense, and that can happen any time, obviously. They got destroyed by Kansas and Alabama at home. And AM is no Kansas or Alabama. I'm not trying to say that, but those two teams won by like 20 and 30 points. And, and, and it's not this simple, but you know, sure. AM's worse than them. So they should be able to go on the road home because they're not that much. Worse. They're not 20 points worse than those teams. Again, it's not that simple. It's just, I think the thought here, if you're backing Missouri, I think it, I think we all would agree that AM is the better team here. That AM's playing really well right now. Um, we thought high of them at the start of the season. They kind of had some ups and downs, but I mean, they've been really playing well. They've been very profitable if you've been backing them, just rocking and rolling here as of late. So I think we all could agree that AM is the better team. If you're backing Missouri, it's solely because of the home team. And, and I looked at their schedule at the home games and I have, I have one evidence of they played really well and beat a team because I think Iowa State and AM are, are pretty comparable. 
I think they're in the same ballpark and, and you know, maybe this will be the same thing, but they had the two really bad losses to Kansas and Alabama. And I don't think you can throw those out. Again, I'm not trying to say AM is in the same caliber as Kansas or Alabama, but the fact that they lost those so badly, you know, I, we can use that data. So I think that when you look at those three, those are the only three good home teams or three games that Missouri's played at home that have been against good opponents that I found. Maybe I missed one. Um, not saying I'm perfect, perfect here. I might have missed one, but those are the three that, that jumped out at me, the good opponents. And um, two of the three went really badly. And so, yeah, I, I, I get that AM not, is not, you know, not as good as Alabama is, but AM won the first game by like 20. And granted, that was a game that, you know, AM shot really well from three. Missouri didn't. So I don't expect that same sort of thing to happen here. Um, but I mean, I just don't see Missouri being good enough to beat a team that's playing as well as AM right now, even at home. Because if they're able to beat AM at home, then I would assume that they would at least only lose to Kansas by eight or only lose to Kansas by 10 at home or only lose to Alabama by 15 at home or only lose to Alabama by 12, right? That sort of thing. And so uh, I just, I, I know that, you know, it's tough to win road games in college basketball. Absolutely. But I just, I don't, I can't get to Missouri's home court edge being enough because I think they're pretty far behind A&M, especially with the way A&M's playing right now. So I'm going to back the Aggies in this one. Uh, total is a whopping 154 and a half. Most is 153.8. Um, I don't, I mean, AM hasn't played many games in the one fifties, but obviously Missouri with their tempo and with their offense and, and a subpar defense is going to play a higher scoring game. So um, honestly, if I had to, I just play the under because AM is going to really try to suck the air out of the ball. So I think 154 and a half might be too high. So I'd probably be looking under this one. It's not my favorite under Missouri unders are not uh, fun plays but um you know road team here knowing they don't want to get into a track meet i have to assume they're going to try to really slow this one down so like i said if i had to do anything with it i'd go under some of my favorite play but 155 seems like too many points for this one 7 30 eastern p.m um creighton at st john's i'm gonna lay the seven with creighton the first time these two teams played creighton put up 100 points one by like 30 and St. John's shot like 40%, 46% from three. Uh, Creighton shot 37% from three. So Creighton shot pretty average from three. St. John's shot really well from three. They still lost by 28. Here's the thing that I noticed in this one is St. John's shot 13 threes and Creighton shot 30. I think that tells you about the style of these teams and how they're going to match up that obviously this game's at St. John's now, but Crate didn't allow St. John's to take that many open threes. They they allowed them to take a few threes, but not that 13 is not that many. If they're not allowing you to take good threes and you're forced to take twos, St. John's doesn't play defense very well. Um, Creighton's offense is fantastic. If Crate, you know, St. John's doesn't defend the three, if Creighton's able to shoot from three, you know, maybe they shoot 10%, but they don't have to shoot crazy well with the pace that St. John's is going to play at to get to put up another hundred. Um, so I, I just, I, I'm on Creighton here. I can't back St. John's had the first game had they lost by 30 and they shot 12% from three and Creighton shot 45%. I'd be like, okay, maybe right back home. Things are going to be different this time, but I don't really see what's going to change. Like St. John's shot 46%, 47% or whatever from three and still lost by 30. So, um, I'm going to back Creighton here. I know it's on the road, but I just think there should be a ton of possessions and 
I think Creighton's going to score a lot of points. Maybe they don't get to 100 this time, but they should. They really shouldn't have a hard time getting up to like 90. You know, and maybe maybe they only get to 80, but it feels like 90 should really be on the table for them, given how good that offense is. And, and knowing, you know, it, unlike the game I just talked about, right, where I'm like, a and not going to want to get in track. That's not what they're doing. Right? The A&M's offense is good, but their defense is, is very strong as well. Um, you know, Creighton's got a great defense as well, but Creighton knows from the last game when they put up a hundred on them that like, they know they can get to a track meet with St. John's and win. So it's not like they're going to be hesitant. They, they, they can win track meets. They do it all the time. They're a really good team. And so, um, I just, I, I think about Buzz Williams at a and I think he just, I don't feel like he wants to play that kind of game. Right. But Creighton seems perfectly fine playing, playing track meets. They seem perfectly fine not playing track meets. Again, they got a really good defense, but they can play a track meet if they if they want to get to ninety at St. John's they should be able to and and I don't think St. John's is gonna be able to score that many off Creighton's really good defense so I'm gonna lay the seven with Creighton total in this one 150 models is 149 if I had to do something I'd just be going over just because like I said I think Creighton can score whatever they want and St. John's is gonna score some um, but last game had uh, you know 100 and 80 points or whatever it was. So, I mean, I, I think, I, again, not my favorite over because it's a high number, but if I had to, I'd be going over 150. Last one for you here, 8.30 p.m. Eastern, Auburn at Vanderbilt. I'm going to lay the two and a half with Auburn. A great play. Got two of them for you here on show. Going to have a ton more once all the rest of the lines come out that I'll post to Patreon and Black Book Sports. All those links are in the show description. Get all those A great plays. We'll probably end up with 15 or 20 really good ones. If you just want the plays of the day, I'll probably highlight my five-ish favorite plays, maybe seven favorite plays or so. If you just want the subset of the best ones, check out Patreon and get you hooked up with all my favorite plays. But two really good ones for you on show here. Had the A grade play earlier and have this A grade play with Auburn at minus two and a half. I think the road team's a whole lot better here than Vanderbilt, you know, is the bottom line here is that you know we are on a lot of road teams today and and going on the road is is tough i think we're on all but maybe two i think maybe nine of the 11 here i'm on the road going on the road is tough as in college basketball but you know the model's giving vanderbilt three and a half points for home court here and that seems generous because vanderbilt i mean maybe they're getting a little bit of excitement now but um typically hasn't had one of the stronger home courts auburn's not a very far you know trip you know Bottom line is, I know Vanderbilt's played better as of late, but Auburn is like quietly, um, quietly solid. They're they're not great. They're not like they were last year, where you were debating on right if they're a one or a two seed or whatever. Um, they're not that good, but they're you know they lose to the Alabamas of the world, you know, but they're they're, they're beating the teams that they need to beat. And so I just I think we're getting a little bit too much respect here for Vanderbilt. When you look through what they've done as of late, a great win against Tennessee and a great win at Florida. But otherwise, it just hasn't been that impressive. I mean, yeah, they won at South Carolina, but like that doesn't really mean anything. Before that, they barely beat Ole Miss at home. Um, Ole Miss has not been very good. So winning that one, I don't think is that impressive. They got slaughter by Alabama, which in general, like, yes, Alabama's really good, but also they lost that game by like 50 some odd points, you know, before that they lost at AM. They lost at home to Kentucky. They got crushed at home by Kentucky before that. I mean, they're not bad, right? But I just, I feel like there's, we're getting maybe a little bit carried away here with Vanderbilt being, um, you know, so improved and better team. And it's been impressive, but I still think that Auburn's a lot better. Um, so laying a number like two and a half, I think 
makes a lot of sense here. Sideline says it should be 4.1. Auburn's been better than advertised, according to the model, as of late. So I, I really think this should be about four, four and a half, maybe even five. Um, I think Auburn should go on the road and get the win. I like, I love laying a small number here at two and a half. Total, 143 and a half. Models is 141.7, but has been underestimating the number of points of both these teams. So I think 143 and a half, which is where it is right now, is a pretty good number and not a total that I want to invest in. And that is all I've got for you here today. Thanks for tuning in this episode of Picks with the Professor. Don't forget to subscribe so you can ensure all the sports betting content provided on this channel. Drop right into your feed. I'll be back again for games on Monday. No Sunday shows, so see you in a couple days. But until then, as always, best of luck. And remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.